Thank you, Edge of Insanity. You're Triple so length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. are satin sheets. I love to be outdoors. Follow me on Twitter. Jokes to call. The French duh, not the duh duh. Let's watch a Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That's L, let W, watch, A, A, F, L, full length, M, movie, O, on, Y, T, YouTube. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube. I forgot the name of the show. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. And Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. How are you? Oh, uh, I just feel so L-S-M-O-W-M-O-Y-T. I can't even tell you. Yeah. Still the Waffle Ock. I was um, reading in the paper this morning that if you, you know, if you planned on uh, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T-ing, today was the day to do it. It's great weather. Great weather for it. Lousy weather here in California. Mm. Just a winter summer. Summer full really? winter, that's all it was. Yeah, whatever. Then it gets nice. Ladies and gentlemen, we are going to watch a full length movie. We're going to talk. We're going to have old man talk about the weather from years ago And then the, the we're going to kick into our show. So let's watch a full length movie on YouTube. Where we watch a so full length movie on YouTube with you. Uh, let us watch. And you listen to the podcast at the same time of the movie. Carl, what is the movie today? Today we were watching Brain Dead, 1990. Brain Dead. Now you might bump into Brain Dead 2007. That's not for you. Brain Dead 1990. That's what you put in the search engine of your YouTube search. And we like the channel. T i r n a n o g. Turn and og. Turn and og. In fact, I want to. I'm going to subscribe to this uh, channel as well. She, so we want you to type in Brain Dead. You just, she subscribed. I have no idea. You're, a, you're just a subscriber. I crave content, Carl. Mm. Oh, is that why? <laughs> yeah. So ladies and gentlemen, we want you to type in Brain Dead. It's, 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 it's called Brain Dead 1990 with Bud Quartz. Spoiler. Right. Click the link from uh, Turnanog. But hit pause and move the uh, slider to the left. We want you to get to zero, zero, zero. And at the, when you hear go, go. And we have none other than the Countdown King, Proxy himself, proxy. himself Paul Brava, 
Paul Barnbaugh usually does our countdown. He is the host of, oh, geez, crime. I'm just going straight to the movie today. Geez. Uh, he's the host of The Edge of Insanity, another podcast, and airs streams right before us. Yeah. If you listen to us, which you should, on mutinyradio.fm. It's an internet radio station, mm-hmm. and our show streams first on mutinyradio.fm every Sunday 5 p.m. Eastern, 2% 2 Pacific, 2% Pacific. And uh, just a little so touch. you can make an afternoon, just, just a smidge Pacific. And uh, we want to, you can hang out and make a Sunday out of it, listen to Paul's show, and listen to our show, or just get subscribed to the podcast, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That's also our YouTube channel where we sync the movies. Anyway, let's get back to the Brumbot. <laughs> All right, so let's get this started. I am I am ready. It was a live show. We're very excited to have Paul here as our countdown gentleman. Let's get ready to Brumba. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to Brumba. Okay, so let's get ready to Brumba. And now, what you've all been waiting for, master of the descending numerals, the countdown king himself. Would you please welcome Mr. Paul Brumbaugh. All right, guys, you know the drill. Put that finger right over that triangle and do it in three, two, one, go. Cool. It starts out with Homer Simpson's brain. Oh, this movie's called Brain Dead, and there's a brain. Yeah. And there's the title, Brain Dead. But, you know, looking at the scan, the brain was very much alive. Yeah. Maybe that guy's name was Brian. Brian dead. <laughs> Brian. Wow, what a lineup. <laughs> Brian dead. Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor. Well, oh, Andrew Kennedy? Right. Could, couldn't the producers, couldn't Corbin afford a font? <laughs> that font come in the uh, demo? <laughs> I've never seen a movie where I want to commit suicide just reading the font. Art House book by Peter Francis Rudder. Oh, that's a CT scan, right? Did I get it right? Uh, I don't your know. Head? Probably. Whoa, move over, lawnmower man. Special effects has a new home. <laughs> nice. By Julie Corman. So, we love watching Roger Corman movies. And this is produced by his wife, right? Or yeah, Julie Corman. Um, and Julie is Corman was uh, daughter or wife. It's it's a wife, and she had like um, uh, two hundred films uh, on her shelf, and she's like, I'm sick of looking at these, and so she had a million people read them. Find me a good one, and the one they picked sat, sat on the shelf for twenty three years. Really? This yeah. movie took twenty. Yikes! There's a face. Oh, he's playing with brains. Yes, he is playing, and he's about to get caught by his boss. Did you hate that? Yes. So this movie came. They wrote this in 1977. Uh, let me look exactly. Because I'm just saying it's 1990, and it took twenty. Originally, originated 23 years prior. There's a guy named Charles Beaumont, and he wrote a script, uh, this script, in the... 
I'm not clear on... Okay, film 23 years after his death. Uh, he was a regular writer on the original Twilight Zone, and that's really his claim to fame, Charles Beaumont. And he did a lot of scripts gotcha. for Roger Corman, Edgar Allan Poe's, uh, Poe films, etc. He wrote more episodes yeah. than, Rod, than anyone but Rod Serling himself. So... Oh, in the Twilight Zone, huh? Wow. Right. So, so like, when someone, so, it, yeah. Yeah, she found this script, or one of her people did, and Adam Simon, uh, who is another writer, said, I could make this modern, and he, like, brushed it up, and it became this movie. Wow. You could tell with Beaumont's scripts for the Twilight Zone that they're, they differ from Sterling, because, uh, never a uh, metaphor for the House of Un American activities. <laughs> right? Like <laughs> see a pattern there. This is your future. This one. He wrote the Being same episode Union. times. <laughs> I know. And then you ever watch Night Gallery with, with Rod Sterling? No. Uh, it's sad. It's cool it's cool because it exists, but it's also just kinda He's, he hosts this show in color, and it's, it, it lasted a few seasons, but that was fun. Now, this script was so old, uh, it was on something they uh, – a a it's called Onion Skin. And they had a lot of trouble photocopying it because it was pre-Xerox photocopy. Um, now, Corman swears they really stuck to the original script, even though it was punched up. Yeah. Well, I mean, what do they say? Like, let's add a computer to the lab. <laughs> yes. We're done. <laughs> we did it. I mean, there was still brains of jars 30, 25 years ago. God, look how young Pullman looks. Yeah. Now, this is like Dr. Rex Pullman. Martin, and you're right, it's Bill Pullman, and he is a specialist with brains and trying to figure out how to, you know, from where uh, – uh, problems are in the brain how you can fix them you know abnormalities and he specializes in paranoia and he uh he's pretty much figured out a way to like cure paranoia but it's all experimental it's all in the lab it's all with uh you know dead brains well carl why did you bring up paranoia because <laughs> of me right yeah i knew it you do it so obvious you know, that last scene is the man with two brains. You could edit that joke in during it. I, Look at that picture. Is that Picasso? No, it's a 1800s lithograph. It is not Picasso at all. Uh, and I don't know why it's He's special. Like, you want to take... Oh, double billing. Double hey, billing. Double billing. I can't tell them apart. Who's that? Is that Pullman again? Yeah. It's now this Paxton. Is Jim Reston. I mean, it's Bill Paxton, but his name's Jim Rexton, and he is a head of R&D at the Ulysses Corporation. Uh, he is young and oily. Yeah. I've never seen that Paxton so oily before. He is young and oily, and he's slimy. He always plays a slimy guy. He always plays a slimy guy. Right. He tries to talk well, you know about uh, things and... Bullies. 
we we should mention up front that one of the reasons why we're, we're watching this movie for two reasons, three reasons. It's a Corman picture. Yeah. Uh, but it also has Bud Court in it, and we wear Bud Court. Mm-hmm. And a character actor who looks like Bud Court, but he's not Bud Court. Not Bud Court is not in this movie, but Bud Court is. And that Bill Paxton and Bill Pullman are in the same movie, which is a rarity. These two guys, uh, Bill Paxton passed away recently, but yes. these two guys were always known, would always get confused by uh, movie goers. It was kind of this long going joke. Yeah. You ever see the Simpsons episode where Homer gets smart and he's watching a, a comedy and he's wondering why all these dumb people are laughing at this stupid movie? Uh-huh. And they walk out and the doctor says, yeah, Bill Pullman was hilarious. And Smart Homer says, that was Bill Paxton, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so only my quick genius Homer could tell them apart. That was and Here they are, together at last. But I never think yeah. of them. They don't really look similar. They don't really act similar. Let me play a little. Okay. He's talking him into something. You see, he, okay, he, there was a scientist named Halsey, and he was working on something very important. And it was probably a weapon of mass destruction, but he went cuckoo, okay? So okay. What, what Paxton wants him to do is operate on his paranoid brain, trying to get Ooh. numbers of his formula out or make him brain. Ooh. Let's listen. It's a simple. Uh, what's the catch? No catch. Yet. That says, no catch yet. What? It's kind of like Dreamscape, where they go in the president's brain. You still there, Carl? Yeah, I'm still here. He's trying to talk yeah. him into it. Right on. Now look, this is Biodome. Outside. This is Biodome. What? Yup. This is Biodome? The location. Biodome was shot like maybe six years. Biodome was what, 95? This is 90? 96, I guess. No, but a lot of places have yeah. used this location. Um, when we were watching the trailer, you might have heard me blurt out yeah. Biodome. And that's because I just got the vibe. The front door exterior, the front door interior, it's definitely Biodome. So wow, this is movie history. This is the water reclamation plant uh, in Van Ness, Van Nuys, uh, California, Los Angeles, yeah. and they shot Biodome here in 1996. But also, um, Twins in '88, uh, Night Rider, two episodes, Star Trek was filmed nice. here. A lot of them, Next Generation, not the original. In Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery, Bill and Ted's Bogus Ad Journey, and Twins. Oh, I, okay, yeah, I've seen all those movies. You, not, not all the Star Trek, but... Now he's meeting Hall's huh. Bud Court, and he's a funny character. Bud Court. Yeah. He's doing I'm the word search, but it's with numbers, man. Well, that's the thing. He's claiming that he's not a... Um, 
he's claiming that he is a uh, accountant. He's not a mathematician. Ah. Because he's... Oh, look at him. He goes straight to the point. Yeah. Oh, of the, the pencils. What's the point of those pencils? Well, it's on the top. By the way, Danny Goldman, Danny Goldman is not Bud Court. And ladies and gentlemen of the audience, if you ever uh -huh. life see Bud Court, run up to him and go, Danny, Danny Goldman. <laughs> You're going to do that too, man. Don't do that. One day, one day. I should really just prank. Bud Court looks pretty good. <laughs> you should. I, I don't remember. Look at that. They're carrying people behind them. Yeah. It's like a circus back there. <laughs> they're, they're making jokes. Like you, you're you watching uh, Bud Court, and then all of a sudden some guy goes, zoom, past. Next scene, you see <laughs> them carrying them back, and then zoom, past again. I love it. Keep keep it busy. I love it. Look, they got word search on the walls for the, for the crew. Like during downtime, you can look for strawberry and look for... That's how he Halsey just spends. The word in him. He just does puzzle. Oh, he just word searches. Right. It's good. That's good. It keeps you sharp. I should do that during quarantine. Just put a bunch of puzzles on the wall and just do word searches that way. Sure. And leave them on the wall yeah. so you get a little exercise. Oh yeah. I have to like. Oh, I want to do a word search. I have to get up, walk to the wall. Now watch Bud Court's great acting here. He's supposed to act like he's a nutbag, and he does it great. He really does. Look at him. <laughs> he's just, yeah. And roll him. Look at his twitchy. Okay, so you're getting... Yeah. Okay, now the, the internet thinks it's real important for you to know that this is an IBM computer, and yet they're showing Commodore graphics. Makes no sense. Yeah, where did Julie uh, Corman get the money for Commodore graphics? I... Well, which Commodore? The VIC-20? Uh, which uh, Commodore? It's buried in my research. Well, there's the Commodore 64, no. and then there's the VIC-20. No, no, there was another... Didn't Commodore have, like, a, uh even dumber computer? Yeah, here it is. It's yeah, a Commodore yeah. Amig, Amiga, Amiga, yeah. Commodore Amiga. Amiga. Oh yeah. Do we care? Yeah, those. Well, that's a cult computer, so I'm sure those uh, Amiga fans were like, "What?" Yeah. If that's not an RX Spectrum. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Can you see them uh, calling up to complain, like calling the director? Bring hello yeah. Uh, yeah uh yeah hello okay <laughs> you want to explain to me <laughs> right you better sit down <laughs> oh here's what an awful headshot hold on hold on we need those numbers 
We need those numbers. Or Watch this. Make sure no one else will ever get them. Right. Watching. Brain dead. Come on, pal. <laughs> Come on, other uh, Bill P. You know they're not in the same shot together. Oh, here we go. Take it back. You think it really is the same guy? They're never in the same shot. <laughs> That's just Bill Pullman in his shadow, Bill Paxton. This was Adam Simon's has more film he directed. But right. he went on to do Carnosaur, as you know. Carnosaur, yes. And he did... And then probably Carnosaur 2. <laughs> right. He did much. Uh, Body Chemistry, American Nightmare, which is a documentary about uh, horror films. I don't know. The thing is, he's huh. a bit of a joke in the industry because there was that movie called The Player. Yeah, right, with Robert Altman's movie. And uh, what's his name, the guy who married Susan Sarandon, uh, the, our hero of that? They never married. Okay. Tim, yeah, but correct yourself. Correct yourself. They never married Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins. So in the player, Tim Robbins is shooting, and he's got a line. He goes, who the hell let Adam Simon on the set? And I'm sure oh. he would. They yeah, well, roared laughing. Wait a minute. So, director Robert Allward takes a piss take on another director yes. in his movie? Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's right. Classy. <laughs> well, from what I understand of Robert Altman, that would make sense. Well, this guy's more of a writer than a director, you know? I mean, he really directed two films yeah. and then a documentary, but he wrote like hell. Well, maybe that's what they would make a joke, like the writers on the set. Okay, you see this homeless guy. He's like, "That's my brain," and Bill. Paul yeah, he's a brain sensor. You have your own brain. This is my brain. Of course. Uh, it's an evasion. Oh no! Hit on the brain. head. No. Wait a minute. See this guy's face. face. To sleep, a chance to dream. That's Shakespeare, my friend. James Rafferty. <laughs> Perchance to dream. Uh, it's all covered in brain water. Why would I, I have questions, Carl. Yes. I'm raising my hand. I got a yes. question. I have answers. Uh, yeah. All right, Carl. Why did he carry the rain in a jar outside to the parking lot. I don't know. Uh, I'll take it's my like answer offline. taking it home or something. It's not clear why he was doing that. Now, do you remember Eunice Corn Company had infinity as their symbol? And look at the eight on his door. Yeah. This is the second time he made a joke. He's going to spin it. Yeah, and obviously the director did that to say infinity. Meaning what? This film's going to go on? <laughs> right. No, it's just the Eunice Corporation. Okay, surprise, you've been defunded. My grant's been doubled. You're going to have to clear all your stuff out of here. Ooh, big switcheroo right up front. Right, it's heat on our hero. 
Now, he thinks of all of his brains, not as friends, but as individuals. And we saw that in the beginning, and he gets upset. And I'll play that part because he makes it a big deal. People who have been on a journey, who know, you know what journey they're on now? Well, I, I like to eat the brains because, as you know, it's good brain food. Oh, brains are yeah. good brain food. Uh, whenever I hike, yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> you you bring you bring a satchel of uh, brains. Well, you you have dyed, uh, dried brains, and you put them in like a gorp. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so <laughs> a gorp, <laughs> a gorp, uh, the bee silent gorp. Listen, watch he gets a granola. Yeah. Hey, man. Get out of here. Yeah. Hands off my brains. Individuals. Yeah. They're not just silly brains in a jar. What kind of balls does a corporation have where they have a whole fucking bookcase of other people's brains? It's for research. Listen, this isn't a corporation. I know you're. This is this is not a corporation. Oh, Look at this. Oh, individuals! Individuals! Uh -huh. Hey, where's the assistant when these brains fall? He disappears. Oh, it was just a bad dream. Nope, I'm covered in brains and broken glass. Big deal. He broke a brain jar just an half hour ago. Yeah, I'm pulling you up on brain charges. I'm writing you up on... Now, you see how he was in the middle of something? Brain charges. Up? That will happen throughout the entire film. Yeah. But it wasn't a dream. It actually happened. I don't know. See, that's the thing. He even talks about his accident. Right. Hey, what happened? Oh, continuity. I can't. He talks about his accident, legs, and it uh, goes, or was that also my dream? You know, he's all confused. Weird. Check out the continuity of her night. Of her, uh, yeah. Negligee. You can see, like, full leg, and then you don't see legs. Very good call, Mike. I, guess, uh, I, I don't know why I was looking there, but I guess uh, it paid off. She's, not, <laughs> she's got her legs covered. Okay, so she's covered leg. Maybe when her feet are extended, it's up, oh, uncovered leg. Mike, you're so yeah. right. I know. I'm a genius. I like, you know, my secret is I like looking at women. <laughs> it's no secret. So now he's talking about Halsey, how he murdered. He's a murderer, but he's a great guy. Biodome. Biodome. What a wow, good job Clark does in this film. He's really acting. Cool. Is this your favorite Bud Court movie? Uh, no, I think that Swap Meet is my favorite Bud Court meet movie. Oh, I like Electric Dreams. Oh, with he was Danny the Goldman? The yeah, with Danny Goldman. That's right. He played Miles. I loved Bud Court in Blob in the Blob. Is, is that really Bud Court? 
Is that Bob? No, it wasn't. Or not is it Blob Two? Beware the Blob. Beware the Blob. That's it. That's it. With uh, with I Dream a Genie, with J R Ewing. Yeah, Larry Hagman. Oh, is he pointing out the Mae West and the Camel Pack? Yeah, he, lots of subliminal images. They used the logo of the camel, but they actually whited out the, the name camel from that pack. There is a subliminal. If you look at the hump, you can see Mae West holding her arm uh, on her uh, hip. I've, I've seen in my life all of the – there are sexual positions in it. There really are. It's not a – the reason they got caught is it's so obvious. Sexual position, like what, the missionary position? I don't yeah, think missionary it's a position. Hump. I get it, Carl. And there's also <laughs> a guy who talks to me from the mission district is upset about missionary position. So they talk, they also, there's this guy standing with his arms and he's peeing. I'll, sh I'll show you someday when that's, we're in the same room. Yeah. No, that's not a guy, that's Mae West in a suggestive pose. It's not a guy peeing. Maybe she's peeing. Well, does Bay West have her arm on her hips and an elbow sticking out? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, and her okay. dick out. Yeah. I always heard it was Mae West. I didn't hear the guy peeing. Well, think about it. They want to give you the subliminal message that cigarettes make you a man. I don't know that Mae West does. Right. That, but I think a guy proudly standing there just with his dick out pissing away, that's kind of man thing to do. <laughs> It's time to take a break. Whip it out. Take a leak. <clears throat> you deserve a piss today. This is all biodome? This... Uh, yeah, this is all biodome. Well, the thing is, okay, no, I shouldn't talk shit. Uh, the insane asylum for sure is biodome. Is Eunice Corporation biodome? I'm not sure. It looks like some kind of corporate campus, you know what I yeah. mean? Like the ones where... Uh... They have their own ball. Hey, guys play volleyball all the time. <laughs> you you'll enjoy working here. And you just like, oh, so we got to crunch. You got to stay for overtime. Right. I want to go to the volleyball I'll come back in 30 minutes. Yeah. Ooh. Star Trek toys. Yeah, this is a famous, get uh, a famous footage of like that people consider gruesome. And it is. He like shocks him. But this is all recreated. No, it's yeah. real. It's that doctor's not even paying attention. Look, he sticks it in his. Maybe you're right. It's recreation, but you see how he taps. He does that to like. Yeah, it's gross. Like bruise a part of the brain. Gross. Is this movie gross? Not terribly. You will see people's brains exposed with their skull caps open. No, I mean, is it gross? George Kennedy. Yeah. Hey, George Kennedy. Yeah, we, we've seen George in uh, at least Airplane 79, the Concorde. Yeah, Concorde. Concorde. So airplane, Airport 79. Now, there is a hidden gem here, a guy who's about to hit but doesn't. Uh, yet. His name is Willie Garson, and he goes on to appear in over 75 films, that this is like his first bloody film. He, wow. This is 1989. Uh, no, in 1989, he did Troop Beverly Hills, so, and he was in, 
he was in Ford Fairlane. So maybe this is like his third. Yeah, I read about. I learned about him in uh, history in film class. No. When we covered Ford Fairlane and uh, Truth Beverly Hills. Oh yeah, Willie Garson. Wait, the the victim. Is he the test patient? Here he is, that guy. Recognize his face? Oh yeah. So. Well, I mean, like everyone is so young in this movie. Yeah, but the thing is, he's a hidden gem because. He was nobody here, and he would go on to be in Groundhog Day and Ruby and Mars Attacks and being John Malkovich and blah, 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 blah. The Rock, Freaky Friday. I mean, wow. but we caught him. Well, even George Kennedy looks young. As a virgin. We caught him, at, yeah, when he was cheap. Yeah, that's right. When he you was... know, I went to the Corman, I went to the Corman factory. I didn't get to go to no art film school. Right. <laughs> like you snob. Yeah. Hey, uh. Oh, they're going to cut open his brain while corporate watches? How Paul yeah, Verhoeven is. Yeah, Court, once again, he kills it. He really acts this shit. Hit so him. gross. I can't believe a man has to wear that on his head. It works. You see the continuity discolor? Look at how Bud does that. They put it in, and he tweet. He exactly... I'll give some credit to Bill Pullman. It's not easy touching another man's brain like that. Well, he was he's using a prod. Oh, well, all right. If I was be Bud, I'd be like, mm, you lose. Now look, is this a Manchurian Can candidate it? reference? Ooh, old ladies. Yeah. They play a game of solitaire. Oh, I so. Is he dreaming this? I guess so. Well, he's, like, hallucinating it. They're messing with his brain right now. It's oh, exposed to the open air, and they're poking it. I know. It's not sanitary at all. You would figure he would wear a mask, you know, if he's going to stand above someone's brain like that. Uh, 1990s pre-COVID. No, I mean, listen... Out of respect, when you're playing with a man's brain, nowadays you should wear a mask. Yes, yeah. because of COVID. You don't want to sneeze That's in the guy's brain and get right, him, you know, sneeze. But, <laughs> but and even before times when we pick people's brains apart, you would uh, wear a mask or, like, scrubs or gloves or I don't know. Absolutely. Maybe this is a movie. I don't know. <laughs> oh, we're not watching Discovery Channel. Dr. Fucking Gross Stuff. Today, a Dr. Fucking Gross Stuff. Something <laughs> fucking gross happens and you get to watch the surgery. Oh, man, that's a great pick. We talked to the patient. We talked to the patient and the doctor. Well, I told the doctor, and the doctor said, man, that is just fucking gross. It was very fucking gross. <laughs> Roll him. Roll him. George Kennedy. That has been another discovery ID. George Kennedy doesn't really do it so great in this film, you know? Uh, his part is very boring. We know that he can do gold. Uh, right. Now, look, that's Conklin. Well, we know he's a... Ooh. Now, Hall... Wow, the walls are clean now. Halsey in the seat sees Conklin, the bloody murderer, who killed his family, he believes. But Pullman doesn't see that at all, right? No. Yeah. 
Coleman didn't see I'm it. Thinking about his next paycheck. Now here they fixed. That's fucking gross, Carl. They're gonna fix him now. It, the grossness is worth it. Ugh. Listen, when you eat it, ask for sweet bread. Don't say brains. It's tacky. Right. It's embarrassing if you say brains. Ask for sweet bread. They'll know what you're talking about. Yes. And they could tell, like, if you're a zombie or not by by your request. If you say brains, you're a zombie. If you yeah, say sweet clearly. bread. I'm sorry, sir. I have to take your temperature. You are a zombie. <laughs> Yeah. Was it because I asked for braids? <laughs> yes, sir. So I actually did that like an idiot. It was 1988. I was in an expensive restaurant with my girlfriend and her rich dad, uh, who was a CEO of a company, Felix Lilienthal, I think. Anyway, wow. uh, I was ordering and I asked for sweet bread because I thought it was sweet bread. Yeah, you thought it wasn't nice appetite. Yeah. And my... The, the, when the waiter went away, she's gawking at me, gawking at me, gawking at me. And she's like, do you know what you ordered? I was like, well, I got the clam filet and the sweetbread. <laughs> so they bring yeah. the sweetbread and it's, it's lettuce, right? There's a bed of lettuce. And on it is a what looks like a sound wave of, of gray matter, uh, really thin. What you know, like a frequency wave of what looks like tuna fish, super thin and and watery. It was a paste. I didn't know what I was doing, so I'm nom 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 nom. Oh, pretty good, the sweet bread. Oh my god! I thought it was gonna be bread. Isn't that funny? Nom nom nom. So, so I have eaten cow brain. Did they tell you after you finished? Yes, yeah, she or did. Before, or before or after she broke over This is important now. Now, Rex looks over. Rex isn't Halsley or anything. He, he sees murdering Conklin. Simply by sticking a metal prod inside someone's brain, he right. shares the same hallucination. Yeah, the, like, thought left huh. into his brain. Let, let that be a lesson to you. Yeah, don't prod You know, Carl, when I, around, around 89, I was in working at the Claremont and yeah. Friar Tuck, two banquet halls for weddings. Yes. And one of the things I would do, especially at Jewish weddings, is that during the cocktail hour, you'd be in a tuxedo and you'd be at a serving station, and I served brains. I served sweetbread. Wow. How did you prepare it? it? Was, was it like kettle... I described? Yeah, it was like a very kind of think of like sweet and sour sauce. It was in kind of a sweet sauce. Yeah, and it was a chafing dish with the sternum, keeping the brains warm. Right. And I would serve, and I had a tuxedo and gloves, and I went through a lot of gloves serving brains. Trust me, because <laughs> uh, when the moment it touched it, I was like, yeah. But I would do it the the, the French spoon style, where you have two uh -huh. spoons in one hand, and you could clamp, you know. Yes. You clamp a piece of brain and you put it on a plate and you would <laughs> offer it to the Jewish relatives at a Jewish wedding. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been more close to <laughs> So he switched uh, wallets with price. Halsey. And so he's got oh. no, he can't get out of his own facility. Yeah, the security system's like, I'm sorry, Mr. Paxton, you're unauthorized to leave. The yeah, you I'm can't still leave. Pullman. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, he dropped all his cougar on.
Oh no. Conklin. The murderer. Now he's being followed. Okay, so let me just back up here, right? We got uh, Rex Rex, uh, I'll call him Rex Pullman. And he is a learned man. He is a scientist. He is studying brains. He's trying to cure paranoia, right? Then he gets a person on the table for the first time ever and actually performs his operation. And when he does... Now, he starts to have a crazy journey. Look who is following him, his wife. Big deal. Wow. That's it. You're so paranoid. I'm just following you, honey. Right. Cuckoo. Cuckoo. Where's she going? Where's she going? Is she going on a dinner date without her husband? No. She's just for a cocktail party. Oh, they're going to. Yes. Uh, They're going to dinner with the CEO, or I don't know, the big shot, with uh, George Kennedy. Uh, And. Doesn't Yen. Mm -hmm. Doesn't that restaurant reek of new money? It's named literally (laughs) after money. I always get a Yen for it when uh, I'm in Los Angeles. Oh, well, you know, the currency in Los Angeles is dollars, so you probably can't spend it. Oh. Oh, okay. When you have yen and you can't spend it, you know, even though it's worth yeah. dollars, that's so zen. Yen is so zen yeah. when you can't spend it. It is true. Wow. Look. He thinks he sees Conklin, the murderer. Now he's going to do he, something about can, it. Well, to be fair, as an audience member, we saw, as audience members, we saw Conklin. Uh, what are you doing? I'm just wearing a white tuxedo in a nightclub or in a cocktail bar. Right. I'm, I'm David Byrne. Sorry, Mr. Byrne. But to be fair, when we saw them leave, when he left, we saw a lingering shot of the serial killer following him. So he does exist. Yeah, he does exist. And in the end, he'll kill so him. So this is just a... Good. Don't spoil the ending for me. I hate to sit through this podcast, but I got it in. So where does he, like... Where does he kill him? I'll let you know. Oh. Look, he's sitting uh... at the wrong table. What's wrong with him? We oh, he's being, making a joke? Like, the movie set us up that he was a intelligent, rational, you know, the smartest guy in the room. Right. And then all of a sudden, after the operation, he saw a serial killer, and now he starts acting so bizarrely, and he begins to have a psychic trip? No, that's not the word. Uh, he's off to dreamland. I don't know. I don't know. What's real and what's not. Well, I know that you could... You can tell it changed the character because he loosened his tie. Aha! Those subtle director choices. Right. Pax is like, you're loosening his tie? I'm tightening my tie, Pax Pullman. So now what they've learned from the operation is you can poke around in people's brains and change their personality. So they want to do like plastic surgery kind of clinics for your brain. 
the new you. Yes. This Bill Pullman. So I think I can. Bill Paxton. Why the long face? Bill Paxton. Yes, you idiot. George Kennedy likes that name. God, they're all falling apart. So Bill Pullman, wasn't he? A, do you remember an Ellen DeGeneres movie like Making Mister Wrong, where she uh, makes a, uh, a date, like makes a guy, and, and he goes crazy or something? I think that was Pullman. Like Pullman's done silly comedy. What did you call the, the movie? Ma making Mister Wrong. Making Mr. Yeah, or Making Mister Right or Mister Wrong or something like that. Wrong. It was some movie where like they created a human, like she had a robot date or something like that. I don't remember. I'm checking it out because that sounds so familiar. You know what to do? Look under IMDb Ellen DeGeneres and look at the six movies she was in. It's probably one of the six. She was in Trainwrecked. She's Dory, Finding Dory, Finding Nemo. <laughs> right. Yeah, listen, spoiler alert, you know I always spoil the things, like Conklin's going to kill him in the end. I mean, I saw Finding Dory. Yeah, they find her. Spoiler. <laughs> spoiler. There's Conklin. There's Conklin. So 80s looking. Oh, he's on to him. I got to go. Look at my wife. I love her. Siri, your cigarettes. Out of the 80s, guy. <laughs> you could smoke inside. It was no big deal. If you didn't smoke, you were weird. Is this Los Angeles? Oh, no, this is Van Nuys, right? So are they still in the valley? I don't know. That's where the, the – Van Ness was the location – or Van Nuys, as you say, was the location of uh, Biodome. I don't know about the rest of the film except right. Los Angeles. Wow, this this serial killer like shows up anywhere and everywhere. Yeah, could it be that he's not real? Rose. I don't think so. Oh yeah, this he guy's real. Teleported into the back seat of Pullman's car. Well, items in the mirror may look uh, realer than they are. Yeah, I do because if he sh if Pullman sees them on the side of the road. Like, he I, can't physically run to the side of the road and, and stick his thumb out and wait for Pullman to fly by. <laughs> what if someone pulls over and be like, I don't want your ride, I'm waiting for Pullman. You're waiting for Pullman? He was great at Terminator. He, he was, was great in Weird Science. He was great in Ter – yeah, he was, he was great in Thunderbirds or Go. Conklin. Is that recent? Okay, now, as you know, we've been experimenting with some paranoia. So now he sees Paxton screwing his wife. Wow. At least he washed up. Nice watch. Nice swap. Yep, that's her arm. Oh, no. Martha Wayne, you're in trouble. He's got your pearls. Yeah. That man. Right, Martha Wayne. He had a pearl necklace during sex. 
Catwoman yeah. killed him. It was Joe Chill, wasn't it? Who killed, uh, who shot him? Now, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but Conklin has struck again. Now his wife and Bill are dead. No way. Lucky Paxton got out of this movie. Oh, no, 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 so no, no. They were, Not so easy. Because they were really fucking... They were, so Paxton and wife were fucking on the table. That is for real. But then... Oh, my God. Yeah. Yee. He's Paxton. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Bill Paxton fan uh, might be even more so now. Pullman's like, see? Can't you tell them apart now? Can me and him apart? Look at that dick. Yeah. Wow, that, oh, the color uh, just right I, to the I eyeball. Thought you were going to talk about his gouged out eyes. You went straight for the dick. There's the difference. <laughs> Listen, if someone looked like me, they kept mistaking for me, and he's dead on my table. I'm like, first off, check out our discs. Can't be the same. Hey, what's going on with the noise? Sounds like your wife's fucking a guy on the table, and then you ice picked him. I, he didn't do it. Evening, evening, John. Evening, Jimmy. Working again? Noise, noise problem? I'm calling John Wick from the police. Oh, that's why I don't know it. Unless it's Act One, Scene Eight, when I quit. It was Scene Seven. Oh, it was right after uh, he beat up the uh, Russian detention. Uh, the Russians came to beat up, beat him up the first time, and he killed all the Russians. And then the cops showed up. Right, I saw that. The Jersey cops. Evening, Jim. Evening, John. Evening, Jimmy. You're not back at it, are you again, Wick? Look, I've got some things to sort out. Know, Conklin is. Ah! It's, oh no, is Conklin going to play with his brain? Is this going to go full circle? That will happen, but not right now. So weird how a brain surgeon has his brain picked on. Yeah. What a coincidence. They should make a movie. I love the clothes. Check out that suit. It's just a vest over uh, with a smock over it. It's not even a suit. No, it's like he's wearing a suit jacket, but he took the jacket part off and put on a schmock. He's wearing a vest. Yeah, he's got a schmock on, but underneath it's not. It's like two thirds of a jacket. Right. So Rex thinks he's woken up for the first time ever in this place, and they're acting like it's every day. We go through this with you every single day. You have the same dream. Oh. I don't know what's real or not. I don't know if I should not care about this or not care about the other thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boring. Come on, Adam. Can't fuck with male nurses in movies, right? In the loony bin? I'm going through DT. You sit down here. <laughs> what was that the last weekend they had like this male nurse that was like yeah, alright buddy I saw there you go bub it has the greatest joke in the world he tries to hawk his uh, typewriter for booze the writer and every time he goes to a New York City uh, a pawn shop they're closed 
and he goes to like Zelensky's and like all these, uh-huh. and he goes to this uh, pawn shop like O'Leary's, and O'Leary's locking the door, and he goes, I don't get it. Why are all the pawn shops closed? And the guy is obviously Irish. He goes, It's Yom Kippur. He says, Yeah, but you're you're not Jewish. You're Irish. And he goes, We made a deal. They close on St. Patrick's Day. We close on Yom Kippur. That's what's the joke? Why trade? That the Irish. Yeah. That the pawn shops have a deal that on Yom Kippur the Irish pawn shops close, and in return the Jewish pawn shops close on St. Patrick's Day, so they yeah, get a day but, off. But but on Yom Kippur the Jewish the Jewish pawn shops would be closed too. So. No no no. Oh, is it no, competing yeah. business? But then, Yes. Ah, okay. It's a truce between the Irish and the Jews. Why does he take it for what it's worth? Uh-oh, <laughs> word search on the wall. Now. He's the it, crazy one. Right, exactly right. Uh, he has become, um, excuse me, I'm sorry, I forgot his Hazley. name. Hazley. Yeah. Terrible Hazley. Uh, Halsey. He has become Jack Halsey, Halsey now. Right, he's the crazy one in the institution. And Conklin is his So was the beginning of the movie him and now he's gone nuts? Or is this him and that was his fantasy? You can't tell. Ooh, this is like Lost Weekend, right? The one with Joel Pullman, the, the David Lynch movie where he turns into Balthazar Getty halfway through the movie. I... I... Are you talking yeah, about David Lynch? Because you said Lost Weekend. Yeah. Lost, well, Lost Highway. Is well, no, no. Catholic film. It's black and white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm talking. Oh, okay. I'm talking about a different movie now. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm moving on. And, well, it's the one where he goes on the trip, right? It's a David Lynch movie, and he's they go to a motel, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like some Robert Blake calls him, acts all freaky, and there's yeah. like a darkened corner in their house where he goes in and never comes out. But he's, Is William he's in Defoe jail. in it? As like a, a lot of people. I remember Henry Rollins. Okay. I guess I'm not sure. If... Yeah. I might be mixing the two. Cause well, he was in Wild at Heart. What's that? He, he, played a, he was in Wild at Heart. He played a really oily guy. Okay, so. that's probably what I'm thinking of. Okay. But he might have, he might have been in this movie too, I and mean, he had a lot of people. I mean, like Robert Blake kind of stood out in Pullman, but yeah, Pullman turns into a different person halfway during the movie. Yes, it's stupid. he goes to jail, and, and then it's <laughs> yeah. it is. Let me ask. Let me just explain here that Rex is now in his office. Do you remember his office in the beginning of the film? Yeah, but he's not in his office. He's in his shrink's office. But he's so convinced. But he thinks it's his office. Right. Yeah. He, he thinks he's in the office. That's why he talks to the camera. Like the sitcom The Office. Oh. <laughs> yeah. i never seen the episode. Seen the gift. So he's like, you think this is your office? Right. Yeah. No, but well, he's got really that. good proof. What? Take a look out the window. Over it. 
Okay, the curtains are dramatically closed. It's not what he expects. What the? Look, the etchings are on the wall. The reason I knew they were lithographs from the 1800s is because he is proving it's his office. And this is the scene in which I learned that because he tells you about everything. This gotcha. is my office. Now here's Bill Paxton. Huh. No, he was dead. Look at Paxton playing a different character. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll make my hair messier. Get my different hair. Yeah. And I'm wearing a vest too. Yeah, he's not wearing like an 80s go-getter suit. Looks more nerd than uh, Christian yes. Bale in American Psycho. Well, he's playing an accountant. Oh, cards and nerds numbers. Running away. Bill Paxton loved this story. Who else did that? Bill Paxton does this Paxton interview, did? right? He goes, we met for an hour. We talked about Descartes and the meditations and wondering what reality was. And I end up thinking, this man has such a depth of knowledge and it's perverse all the way down the line. So Bill Paxton likes him. And Griffin Miller, uh -huh. the player, said, who let Adam Simon on the lot? I don't know about that. That's so crazy. Why is she running pussy on the walls? Uh, we're just saying these are crazy people. He's trying to escape, yeah, and so he's he's with a bunch of crazy girls. Haven't we all? Oh, I, I I came from the normal brothel. I must be in the wrong room. Well, there's nothing brothel going on here. No, they're not letting him go. Oh no, that's the nurse, right? Taking him back to the closet. No, it's a cuckoo bird. Seven minutes in heaven. One second, two seconds. She's a nutbag. Crazy. Trapped in the closet. The closet. Oh, oh no. They go in. There's more hey, well, it's office hours. So the guy who wrote this Hysterical. movie had degenerative aging disease. And he died at 38, looking over 100 years old, the internet tells me. Whoa, that's crazy. Poor guy. Well, I mean, the advantage, of course, is he never got carded at age eight. And, yeah, at least he wasn't, uh, what was that stupid movie with Brad Pitt? Oh, Benjamin Button. Yeah, at least he wasn't Benjamin. Well, he, he had, like, reverse degenerate aging. Reverse, that's right, degenerate aging. He had baby, I don't know what he had. The tagline to this he film like, is, you have he... nothing to lose except your mind. What the fuck's going on? Now, Why wasn't I invited to this party? 
he walked into like a torture chamber part of the the asylum. Wow, look at the scratches on his face and yeah. the sleeve. That's from the girls. So he thinks Conklin is sick. Right. Is he though? I can't figure it out. Conklin looks really normal though. Yes. Because he's the doctor. He's not a murderer. Look, there's nobody in there. It was all in Rex's mind. Is he Rex or is he Halsey? I'm, I, you know, I, I, I'm going to take my, my parents out of this uh, facility. I don't trust this room. Yeah, right. I don't know why this room exists. You're being paranoid, Mr. Spiegelman. Listen, this is just my sex room. You've seen Fifty Shades of Grey, you know. It's a sex room. <laughs> Come on, get with the times. Okay, now they're zapping him. Oh, they're zapping him for real. Are they? He just woke up from oh, the dream. Oh, did they? Now, this is Bud Court's best acting in the whole movie, and he does it two times in a row. Is that is this the end of Bud Court, or did he disappear thoroughly? Or well, no, no, we'll see him throughout. <laughs> He's so Bud funny. We we talked about him before, but I still think I loved him in Heat. He had an uncredited role as a like a parole officer. It was a fast food restaurant. He was like, "If you don't do my job, I'll right. report you to the PO." Right. He was an asshole in that film. Yeah. And then the ex-cons buddies came by the restaurant and they said, "Hey, we need a wheels man." He's like, "Fuck you, court. Fuck I'm out of here." Court. You look like Danny Goldman. <laughs> Slam. I'm not Danny Goldman. Now, he is uh, a friend of our show uh, because of gas in 1971. Right. Yeah, a long time ago this has been going on. We really did that a long time ago, yeah. He was in Theodore Rex. Yeah, I in the movie. like that one. I do like that one. And that's on YouTube. So everybody knows Harold and Maude and then MASH, but not everybody knows Son of Hitler, 1978. Okay, here comes Bud Court to act. Really? He does the same scene, but different lines, and he's so perfect. Oh, so he keeps waking out of a dream, or is it? Yeah, and then Bud Court shows up. That's creepy. You should know he's coming. Boom! Maybe he thought it was Munchies. Now, there's an important part here where they both go, I know I'm real, and they realize maybe they're the same person. Watch. Here it comes right now. <laughs> See Whoa, that? Jinx. Right. For a second, it's like, I'm the same person, maybe. Right. You know, like multiple person. You know what I mean? Like, 
that's a kind of a neat twist. I, don't, I haven't really seen a movie where, like, he's, well, can I no, a movie for done you? done well. I mean, we've seen multiple personalities, but. Yeah. Oh. So is it really the wife, or is it like a doctor, another doctor? Wait a minute. So he's no longer, like, where he was in that bedroom. He's now in some other it's just all over the place. He's just free expressing, and obviously it's in his mind. It's got to be. Or maybe he had an out-of-body experience. Yeah, maybe. Why didn't you ever think of that? Yeah, why maybe. didn't I ever think of that? One where he could physically do it. <laughs> <laughs> she's cool in this movie. She doesn't do much. I mean, there's not much for No, her she doesn't do. do much, and I didn't even research her. Um... I have her name here. Uh, oh, there's Riley Taxon. Ellis? No, I guess I don't. Yeah, her name is Ellis. No, that's a guy. I don't know. All right, no worries. But we know Bill Paxton. Yeah, this guy must be weird. We know Bill and that turtleneck. God, who dresses these guys? What? <laughs> Reality. Now, one of the board Steven members, Brooks. Bill Paxton's father, I'm trying to find him for you next time we see the board members. Oh, it's, okay. Oh, cool. William Paxton Sr.? Yeah, uh, no, his name is um, uh, John, John Paxton. And he was an actor and producer. He was in Spider-Man 3 and... Spider-Man, but it was all about Bill. Pa I mean, he was seventy years old the first time he was in a movie. It's all about Bill Paxton, right? But he was executive producer of A Simple Plan with Bill Paxton. Oh, that's a great movie. He ran a lumber company like in Texas. You know, when they were great. I don't know when Bill Paxton hit the big time. He said, "Forget that." Okay, now this is good. We're in Bud Court's brain. Really. Yeah. A big ass swimming pool. Oh, there he is. <laughs> the sea court. We're in my brain. Yeah. We're in my brain now. This movie makes no sense. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't. So he's been like going on like this weird trip this whole time. <clears throat> now that was actually kind of funny. He said uh, there were sea monsters, and he says, "Is it dangerous?" And Bud Cart goes, "Not for me, because this is my brain. You can't get hurt in your own brain." And then he gets pulled under by the sea monsters. Yeah. And they put like a little red blood on there. That was a pretty nice touch. Made it. To Southern California. Where? Like, if the water was his brain. Okay, Stop doing that. Inexplicably, he's a bum on the, or he's on the streets of Los Angeles for no reason. Yeah. Tacky suit. So 80s of Oh, that's uh, you're sending mixed messages there. Yeah, just threw water on my head. 
I had it for water on you. The boss was licking. <laughs> okay, so somehow he's now freed from the hospital and craziness for a short time, and he begins to wander, and he ends up back at his office and in his back at his building and in his office. Nice. Look how he's all dry, and it's just la la la. I know. Look at my you nuts. You know what here. happens? There's always like a wet. There's always a wet stain on your cross. <clears throat> like, well, I just find that. Don't want too water on me. <laughs> Weird. That's good. Radio staff is there. Yeah, here, I told you already about this, but it says, in the late 80s, Julie Corman got summer interns to go through several hundred old scripts. The best one they discovered was this one written by Charles Beaumont for Roger Corman in the 60s. Director Adam Simon liked it and updated it for modern times. It was shot in 20 days. Good for Adam Simon. That's good. Yeah, that's quick. I don't think they they didn't waste a single day. Nope. We should not do more than that 20 days. 20 days, that's three weeks. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Look, he opens the window and it's not, uh, right? He's home. He's home. Yeah. Etchings are there. But there's brain jar, brain wall. No, that's the lab. He's not in the lab. But there's a problem. Look, uh, he's looking at he's looking at Halsey's equation. That the Eunice Corporation were after. Now he starts to get like, what's wow. going on here? All the diplomas say Halsey. He's not in his office, unless his name's Halsey. Oh, is he still in Halsey's brain? I don't know. Huh. Yeah, Dr. Halsey. This is weird. So what does it well, mean? Numerous. I guess it means like he is Halsey. Oh yeah, check out your certificate. That's real, you know, because yellow not Forge But you see, right now in his mind he's Rex. He's not Halsey, so therefore he's not falling for it. Uh-oh, paranoia. People are coming to get him. Good. Good? Oh, no. They're taking the elevator. Danny Goldman? Yeah, Danny Goldman? There's no Danny Goldman here. That is not. I know it's you, Danny. Danny Goldman. Right? Imagine, like, Danny Goldman's in trouble with the law and bud carts, like, at the shop, right? Yeah. I swear, you got the wrong man. Freeze, Goldman! No, I'm, I'm Bud Court. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He always says that. Get in the cab. Get in the cop car. Uh, okay, so now we just have the doctor from the beginning, but we he's calling him Halsey, and he gets pissed off about that. Right. I'm not Halsey. Do, 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 do. So, I don't know. Like, this movie doesn't grab me. Like, uh... You know, he's, I don't know, like, what's this movie trying to say? Like, we're just exploring a guy who's essentially crazy, and we keep getting these hints that he is three people. 
He's Halsley himself, and he's a murderer, Conklin. Uh, and he compartmentalizes those people to keep his sanity. But if he does, why is he insane? I, I don't know. Look, there's the original bum, right? That's my yeah, brain. That, that, yeah. Right, the brain snatcher. Right, the brain snatcher. Who got into a, he got into a car accident with the brain snatcher. Right. Is he the bum too? I don't think he's the bum too, no. Hey, I want to tell you about Geico. <laughs> You're a Geico caveman? On the Geico's commercials, they go like, <laughs> I didn't know that Geico helped with, you know, rent insurance they say they use the word helped i didn't know that geico helped yeah. with boat insurance sure they'll help you yeah they'll take your money yeah yeah oh those commercials are too much when when your boat didn't uh, you sink, know what the worst your money went down the drain right yeah i need like help stiller uh... ben stiller like uh i'm sorry i keep cutting you off yeah, he right. does it does, right? Is no, it... no, it wasn't worth it. You saved me. Yeah. <laughs> Holy cow, it's Bill Paxton. Talking to Bill it Paxton. It is. Yeah. This movie's a double really killing. Is. I'm a Terminator. Right. That is what he is. Let me guess. Laundry good. day. Ho, ho, ho. You know the story about James Cameron? You know how some directors would always use the same actor? Uh -huh. And Bill Paxton has appeared in so many James Cameron movies. It's kind of like a good luck charm. Like Joe Dante would have Dick Miller in it. Uh, Hector Elizondo was in uh, Gary Shanley, uh, Gary Shanley, Gary Marshall. I can't pronounce Hector Alexander. But there's always like the same guy in all the Clint, Clint Howard's and Ron Howard movies. So Bill Paxton showed up in like a lot of James Cameron movies. Right. I mean, you can retire nicely being in them. <laughs> Oh, and again, in Pixar, they keep using the guy uh, Cliff from Cheers to do voices. I don't know why. Well, maybe they like his right-wing uh, politics. Who knows? Uh, Cliff from Cheers had a show where he would go to American factories. Want to know how good a honey is made? We'll go to their factory. Right, right. I was like, hopefully this guy has so much FU money, he can do whatever the fuck he wants. <laughs> now, Bill Paxton was in an 80s rock band called Martini Ranch, and they have a song at the end of this movie, and James Cameron directed the music video. Oh, wait, the music video for Brain Dead. I don't Bill think Paxton's band. Dead, and it the... was a song called Reach, uh, featuring other, you know, people who worked with John uh, Cam uh, Cameron, James Cameron. Now, here, he's getting the brain operation on himself. And Conklin I don't, I don't is understand. the brain surger, surgeon. Ah. But they're all the same person. I guess. Look at Kennedy. I love how like Kennedy doesn't give a shit. There's a guy in the next room getting his brain picked on. 
And he does right. That's his character, though. Gary. He was in Aliens, as you know, James Cameron, and yeah, he had that famous line, which Game was "Game over, man." Game over. Oh, right, right, right. And he said it all wimpy like yeah. we're in trouble. Game over, man. He was in True Lies, another James Cameron. Yeah, he was pretty oily in that one. He played like kind of, he kind of, you like in uh, uh, Showgirls. She gets a ride with a hit. She hits his ride, and this guy's a creep to her. Right. And then, like two hours when the movie's over, she hits his ride, and it's the same guy. And he's like, "Get out! You're crazy." <laughs> yeah, I think Paxton had a similar role in True True Lies. Like he he well, gave him he drove by in the beginning. He pretended that he was a spy to right. a lady, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, who happened to coincidentally be Arnold Schwarzenegger's wife. So he was a car salesman right. and a sleazy one. Right, I remember the car salesman part. He was in Titanic, was he? Well, Pullman was in Titanic. Yeah, he was in Titanic as the uh, leader of the, is the word expedition? I don't know. They were going to raise it. Right, okay, so it was back. See, I get those two guys mixed up. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to watch this movie. I don't really want to watch this scene, but... yeah. How's my driving? Okay, now you see. Whoa, where's he now? Well, he's driving. Remember the accident we saw? He's gonna essentially yeah, sure. hit himself. Oh, so he's that person too. This is trippy. Whoa! It was him all along. I knew it. Right. And he gets hit. So he saw it from two perspectives, but unlike the rest of the time, he was the same person. He was the same person hitting. Usually he's one of his characters interacting with another one. Right. Look at him, Humpty Dumpty like. Now, who are these characters? They're out of the blue, and we're at the end of the film. And he's chatting during surgery. It's just tacky. That's right. Is that normal? Well, you know... Well, they do, you know, when they do brain surgery, you hear stories about how, like, someone played a violin while getting surgery on a brain yes. to keep them active. You know what I mean? Like, so there's always, like, uh, weird stories like that. Like, I'd be like, can you give me a Game Boy? And I'd play Game Boy during surgery. <laughs> That's your anesthesia, anyway. Yeah. Nicholas Pryor was uh, in a film... We saw too. Uh, I forget which one. His character's name was Bidwell, but huh? Okay, so this is not a good film, and now it won't end well. Uh, he'll just die. Well, he's gonna get a lobotomy, right? Can we give him a lobotomy? They're gonna be chatting away. Right. They're wrapping up. The... I have your hard-boiled egg this morning. Yeah, right. Is there like seven minutes of credits, or is this going to be like the end? Please be, please be kind and rewind this video. Right, be kind, rewind. Dude, that's oh, the surgery. Eyes on that operating table that we just saw. It doesn't mean we're exactly at the end. All right. 
That looks like his wife. Tell the ending I like. Well, I wouldn't be surprised, but, right? Once again. Cool. I'm here for the open mic. <laughs> Polly is over there. The same halls as him. Aldi. I just wow, that's nice. You got a little stall in the corner. What's that? They have like three urinals, and then in the corner they have a little private sitter. Yeah. That's what I I, I, I yeah I talked over you. Okay, yeah. so we saw that footage that was gruesome, and here I have it written. It, it is real. A guy named Walter Freeman. It's an infamous ice pick lobotomy. Um. And the practice damaged the reputation of psychosurgery. Like it was a really screwed up thing he did. So um, basically, w when when he's putting a prod in and hitting him, it's uh, the same thing as like what was yeah. happening in the real world. You just bonk the brain. It's a bad idea. Right, bad idea. So. It's also a bad idea after getting brain surgery to leave your ho hotel, be able to leave your hospital room and use the bathroom for doctors. Yeah, the public bathroom. Uh, me wear wig. Me look good. Yeah. Now clearly his head was enlarged so that we could get a fake brain. I mean, his head is not a cone head. Oh, I know. I know. Like the last seven minutes, he's been wearing this weird thing on top of his head. This is gross. And oh, like, don't do it. Don't do it. It's a prop. It's a prop. It's not really his skull. Wasn't it? That wasn't in the trailer, though. There's butterflies. He's free. Yeah. Life is but a butterfly. What a bad. Oh, twice been jerking off the whole time. It's the worst movie I've ever seen. Oh, no. It's just theater in the operating room. Listen, we love Corman, but this film... He's brain dead. Now he's dead dead. Yeah, he's dead dead is what he is. Oh, but the worst okay. play I've ever if seen. he's really dead, then right now we're not in his fantasy world, right? We're in the real world. That's... So he really had the wife and he really had the friend Bill Pullman. I mean, Bill Paxton. Right. Yeah, so if that's there. true, that means that, that Eunice Corporation was real. But are they dating? Like Paxton and the wife? N never. No. But like that's where it's going to go if the film continues. Ugh, what a horrible job. You have to like clean up around the dead body. See the butterfly? Yeah, gross. In the real they world. they do that? And now, wait, like, speaking of the real world, wait, wait. we're done with this movie. No, oh, no, no we're not. Here's Am the I dreaming? Ending. Whoa. It was a brain in a jar all along. Among other brains, other individuals. Whoa. No, he wasn't a brain it in was a jar a all along. No, he, 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 when no, he died, yes. he got put on a shelf. And it says Rex Martin. So therefore, I think right, it's really... in the real world, he was Rex Martin. 
I think he was a brain in the jar all along. Okay. And he was made so bored he made up this story. Uh, yeah. What a bad movie. Thank you, Mike. Terrible piece of crap movie. Carl, <laughs> Carl this is the point of the show where I ask you, yeah. what did you think of the movie, Carl? <laughs> yeah, I think it was uh, a dog, man. I agree. It was gross. I liked, it was I gross Roger and it was Corman. completely incoherent. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, it was incoherent, though. It was There was something, like, kind of off about this movie. If you're going to see this movie, well, don't see Jacob's Ladder. Yeah. Wait, don't do what, Carl? If you're going to see this movie, like, reconsider, don't watch it. Instead, watch Jacob's Ladder. It's the same movie, so much better. Yeah, i never seen Jacob's Ladder, but I know I know the ending of that movie. Yeah, it's worth it. it I mean, right. if you die and you haven't seen Jacob's Ladder, that's okay. You're still going to make it into heaven. Yeah. But, I mean, if you have the time, you should see it. It's it's not such a... Eh. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's good to have in your All right, head. well, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. If you can't afford to uh, virtually rent Jacob's Ladder, then you're you were in luck. We got to see the free screening of Brain Dead. Virtually rented? 1990. <laughs> The virtual part is me paying. Oh, right. I got you. Yeah. All right. Well, Jacob's Ladder, it's available on one, two, three, three. movies. Dot one, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. Do it. Do it. Uh, hey, Carl. Virus. Uh, let's, uh, I'm really excited to uh, discuss next week's movie. Yeah, that makes one we of We made it to this movie. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's a movie by uh, from director Adam Simon. And it's his, uh, <laughs> it's a follow-up to his Brain Dead movie, and it's called Carnosaur. Roger Corman, I assume. Roger Corman. 1993. Carnosaur. I see Roger Corman's official YouTube page has the trailer. Oh, we got to go with that, right? Right. So... I... Uh... Carnosaur, right. 1993 official trailer, and Roger Corman's official page is our channel, and slide it back to zero zero zero. Okay, perfect. So you gonna do the countdown for us? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna play the audio. And in... you play the audio. Yeah. Thanks for this. Thanks for this. The same producer, the same director. Is it going to be the same piece of crap? Okay. Ready. Three, two, one, go. I think the same dinosaur shows up in this movie too. The dinosaur from Brain Dead. The carnosaur. Look at that Simon direction. No wonder Olman was uh, jealous. Look, baby carnosaur. Some kind of lizard. I'm an angry hand puppet. I am mad. So far, this movie looks great. Did you see that? Very nineties too. You see the Jeep? Clearly yeah. the Jurassic Park ripped this off. I'm telling you, Jurassic Park ripped this total movie off. Yeah. Oh. This plays but a car Diane Lad. <laughs> wow. Yeah, we're out of Simon. This time he, it's a lot different from Brain Dead because there's dinosaurs. I mean, Carnosaur. Whoa! It's no walk in the Jurassic Park. Can't wink, wink. 
and make a great, theme, make a great park. theme park. Holy cow! Yeah. That's well, so Jurassic Park. As you know, as you know, Carnosaur came out the same weekend as Jurassic Park in '93, uh, oh. and I saw it in the theater, and it was and we did it all ironic, like. <laughs> so it is not all right. Uh, uh, you know, Jurassic Park did not rip off Carnosaur. It's the other way around. Yeah, it was a classic Corman movie. He heard of the sensation that was going to happen, and he made his own version and released at the same time. But it wasn't like it, 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 I saw it. I saw the Boston premiere back in '93, uh-huh. and it was over at the Brookline Theater. So the Brookline Theater is an art house movie. You know, it's a double screen okay. art house movie. So it wasn't like it premiered at Lowe's, you know, next. But it was out there that weekend. It was there for the publicity. Gotcha. So that's the movie, and the, the great Diane Ladd is in this movie. I don't know how many times I have to stress what a waste of her talents. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. So, uh, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, that is our movie next week. We're going on to Adam Simon's hair. We're going to we'll watch a full film retrospective of both his directed films, uh, and the second one is going to be next. As I said, we do air uh, here on Mini Radio, and, and listen, all are all. <laughs> yeah, and listen, the only sponsor we have is Mutiny Radio. Want to help us out? Yeah. Go to Venmo, donate money to the station. Their handle is at Mutiny Radio, and uh, you can check GoFundMe. I I believe now the the drive is done, but we're trying to keep the lights on past October. So yeah, send what you can and. You know, if it closes, we'll be around somewhere else. But uh, <laughs> meanwhile, we love Mutiny Radio. No, I'm kidding. Right. We don't want Mutiny Radio closed. Yeah. No, uh, no, and, no, uh, no, so, no. As a matter of no. fact, listen, if you're feeling no, lazy, no, just no. go to mutinyradio.fm and hit the donate button. You'll be paying them. Hit the donate button. Mutinyradio.fm. All right. I'm singing call song. Carl, oh, what a pleasure. It was great hanging out with you. This was a good one, even though the movie was a piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, and I thank you so much for researching it and watching it more than once, uh, just so we could have this experience. And, of course, audience, thank you. The show's called Let Us Watch, a full-length movie on YouTube, and we couldn't do it without us being involved, you and us. And this is a good, bad movie to, to sit through with other people. There's <laughs> no way I would have made it. You're a better man than I am, Carl. I don't yeah. think I would have made it without this. This is a bad, bad uh, Or by myself. <laughs> You guys like Carl? Check out CarlSucks.com, uh, and I'm somewhere on the internet. I don't even I don't even know what's going on this week. Uh, but thank you guys so much. All right, thanks, Mike. Bye. Thank you. Yeah. Bye. Thanks, Carl. Bye. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. It's been over one long year watching movies bad, strange, and weird, comedy. By Michael. Hi, this is Carl. I, I'm Mike's friend. I, I wrote this song. My turn-ons are French poodles, Chinese noodles, and, and German straw.
Well, duh, duh. Now let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Michael Okay, all right, pass. Okay, one more time. No, no, one more time. We gotta go back to the first one. Oh God, okay. You don't know what OCD is all about. All right, let's do the first one. Right? L W A F L M O Y T. Do it again. L W A F L M O Y T. L W A L F M O Y T. L W A F L M O Y T. L L Watch if you want to, you can slap Spiegelman's behind. L-W-A-F-L-M-N-O-Y-T on Mutiny Radio. Mutiny. Mutiny! It's pronounced Mutiny. Mutiny! It's, it's pronounced Mutiny. Mutiny! Oh, my turn-offs are guys who say Mutiny. Mutiny? Well, let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman, 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 Watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. It's been over one long year watching movies bad, strange, and weird. Like Angels. What a beautiful theme song. Welcome to Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube. 
best known as L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T, with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Ready to go. Sounds good. We are going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube with you. Let us watch. Carl, what is the movie today? Today we are going to watch Little Miss Marker, 1980. That's what you put in the YouTube search engine, Little Miss Marker, 1980. And we like the channel, The Julie Andrews Archive. Ooh, hey, no spoilers, but is Julie Andrews in this movie? Well, I don't want to spoil it for you, but uh, yeah, Mary Poppins is a co-star. Hey, you know what? I'm, I'm subscribing to this channel. I am interested in your business, okay. Julie Andrews Archive. Okay, so we want you to go ahead, just like Carl said, go find a little bit marker, 1980, Julie Andrews, Walter Matthau is the title. Click the link, courtesy of the Julie Andrews Archive. Hit pause, move that slider to the left, go to Venmo, donate money to Mutiny Radio at Mutiny Radio, because we do stream our show first on Mutiny Radio every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Yes. And we do a countdown, and when the countdown goes, we want you to play with us. And we're very honored to have Paul Brumbaugh and uh, Mrs. Christine from the Edge of Insanity podcast show, which is uh, broadcast right before us on Sunday. Paul, Christine, great to have you guys on the show. It's great to be here once again with you guys. It's really good. Um, I hope you guys are all doing Yeah, could be better, but I think we're doing all right. Uh, we hope everyone else has been all right. Paul, can you do the honors and uh, kick off the countdown? All right, you guys. Step back in the time machine in 1980, and you know the drill. Put your finger right over that triangle, and let's do the thing. In three, two, one, go. All right, math out me, baby. I'm going to say Orion. Oh, no. Sorry. Universal. Got those letters must tower over the earth. Putting the shadow. Makes a shadow. Hey, what's up with that lamp hating the Pixar eye? It always pisses me off. Oh, here we go. Sorry. Oh, this is an old-timey movie? Oh, they got some cool little intro. I was going to say, this cost them top dollar, right? Yeah, this, uh, well, yeah, it must be a collectible or something. They have a little tin car. By the way, I hope you guys are watching the movie with us and not just listening to the podcast. It's only half the experience. It would be like a Tony Curtis movie without Bob Newhart. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Me both. And Lee Grant. Brian Dennehy. Well, this is a top-notch uh, cast. I don't mind just watching the opening credits over and over. That was uh, music by Henry Mancini. <gasps> the Pink Panther himself. That's right. Mr. Dun, dun, Gun Fiend. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, right. I'm sure he must have coasted on that. He was like, hey, I got a theme song for you. It goes, uh, blip, 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 It's called Goon River. You'll love it. Nothing to do with my previous Goon River, which we all know from the famous movie, Mr. Accident. Oh, that's like their motif. And don't forget the trail of the Pink Panther had that song. That was a great blood. It's like Edward's movie. Have you ever read, uh... Damon uh, Runman, whose story this movie is based on? Right, I haven't. There were four movies based on that exact story. I can name you the Bob Hope one. There I've is seen Bob the Bob Hope one. one. Yeah. 
It's him and Lucille Ball. It's called uh, Sorrowful, Sor- Sorrowful Jones. He's like, well, kid, I'll tell you. Uh, you're a little Miss Marker. Uh, what's up with these hippies? Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you. And Brooke Shields and the Dave uh, Packers. It was it was always like Brooke Shields and the specials. Now here comes Tony 14. Curtis out of the call and one of the out of the car and one of the movies, the nineteen sixty two movie about this uh, story. He was Sourful Jones. Interesting. So this this the first one, the first movie, it was a Shirley Temple movie, right? Yes, and it launched her career. Really? That was. Does he sing and dance in that movie, or is it like played for? You know. I would doubt there. I did not see the movie. Uh, that was 1934. It launched her movie career, and uh, her character's name was Martha Jane, and they called her Marky for short. She was a marker. Oh. Right. So the, the story is that someone has a gambling debt, leaves his little daughter for collateral and never picks her up and never picks her up that's right now here you see tony curtis he's blackie and we have brian dennehy as the thug and they're looking i never sourful. sourful jones it's interesting that the star of the i don't know so if shirley temple wasn't a star i would still think the original movie was she was the star right it was her name is the title she's little miss marker right and then in sourful jones it's it's about Bob Hope. It's sorrowful, Joan. Right. But this version, it's you know what a good Shirley Temple remake would be? Let's add Walter Matthau. <laughs> it needs more Matthau. Well, the internet claims this, this is probably... one is closest to the true story. Oh. So right the now, Walter Matthau is making Blackie wait, and he's like chewing out some guy. I'm not going to, you know, let you off. You know, I didn't tell you to bet the rent money, and we find out that it's this old lady. Oh. Oh, thank God. Gangsters gives that money. Yeah, Blackie gives the rent money, and she bets it on a horse. Yeah, well, you know, it's a problem. Bob could say no. Look at Tony Curtis putting his feet on the desk. So rude, Tony Curtis. Tony Curtis. He's here to take $50,000 for Walter Matthau to invest in a gambling casino, an illegal gambling casino. And Walter Matthau is like making quips. Get lost. I never liked you when you were a kid, Blackie, and you know better as an adult. He's playing a a grumpy old man in this movie? Isn't that a stretch? Yeah. Who's taller, Tony or Matthau? Matthau. This this movie is a period movie, right? Well, you know, I was going to say, Carl, this is the only time I heard of a a remake of a Shirley Temple movie, right? I mean, I've never seen a remake of Good Ship Lollipop. No, no, absolutely not. And and also, um, there was a remake, uh, Animal Crackers, but it was Animal Crackers in My Poop. Tell me more. Well, if you eat animal crackers, you know, if, I mean, you've been there. Oh, yeah, especially those giraffes. <laughs> hey, brother, say no more. They're a bitch to get out. Yeah, they... It's a long neck. Ugh. 
So um, Bob Newhart, his name is Regret in the movie, and he's like, whatever Blackie wants, give it to him. He's a killer. His name is Regret, and his name is Sorrowful? Yeah, and now we meet The Kid. We never learn her name. It's The Kid. Huh. I think I bought some salt, iodized salt from her once. Spilling it all over the place. No, I bought shoes from her. They just heard a gunshot, and they're off to investigate. And look what Blackie did. He shot the dog? Oh, yeah. can we check? All right, I'm going to go check. The, does the dog die while we talk? You know that website? Yeah, but look at him. He's clearly dead. See well, you later, I'm going to get it. Does the dog die? Huh. Web page not available. Well, that what? says everything about my internet. It's for the quarantine. So now he's realizing he's going to have to cough up the 50 bucks and be an investor in this gambling casino or Blackie's going to rub him out. Or kill the cat. <laughs> Does the dog die? All right. Does the dog die? Get the app. Continue using web. All right, folks, this is going to be in a couple minutes. Community radio uh, internet slow today. We blame Bam Benjamin. <laughs> Bam Benjamin. So now Listen. a miracle happens. This mean old gruff sourful says, All right, give him a saw buck and keep the kid. And they're like, what? A saw buck is what? Well, he's asking for $10. I think a saw buck is $5. I don't know. Yeah, that's right. I think it was like 10 bucks or something. And uh, wow, that's pretty crazy. Okay, so I see Little Miss Sunshine. It's, it's been a long time since I saw a buck. You, yeah. Okay, here we go. Little Miss Marker does the dog die. Is Bob Newhart good in this movie? Bob Newhart is just very bland. He just plays his role. He doesn't really make you laugh. Same thing with Brian Dennehy. Uh, Brian Dennehy's talents are lost in this film. He just plays a thug. He looks mean. I mean, I'm sure he's happy to be working, but this role was... You know, he's a great actor, and it's not his fault. It's the script that he's doing his part. So it says yes. The dog does die, according to doesthedogdie.com. Well, we saw Marker dead. They're all saying he's dead. You just love to run to that okay. site, which I understand. It's not online. It didn't exist, okay? Okay, now. That's like your... your... A newsstand yeah. here. And these are all authentic uh, 1930s magazines. They pay $2,500. Wow. Well, that's why I went to see this in the theater. I wanted to get my money's worth. <laughs> and you did. That's a Yale review from 1934? Get that's, the fuck out of here. These are original. Yes, these are actual. 
Except for, the, except for Spider-Man, Superman number one, it was like hand-drawn. Like, we don't have the budget for action comics. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> well, there is an anachronism in here. Um, there is a Vogue. Current magazine? No, we see a Vogue on the stands, and I don't know why. Okay. It might, it might have been in Vogue back then. No, no, no. The internet says that was an anachronism. And I saw it the just as it cut away. Um, so, did Damon run in for the Saturday Evening Post? I don't like, think – I didn't look him up. Uh, I know he's the author, but I, I didn't look him up. Now, the whole thing was Bob Newhart was like, she can stay at my place. They don't let kids. They don't let women. So he's <laughs> dumped her on Sourful. Oh, no – Where's your caretaker? No regrets. I got no regrets. So Sourful regret left. Yeah, this is the – we watched this last week. This was posted by Yahoo Movies as a trailer. And it's just this modern little piece of shit. I don't think people in the 30s dress that way. Like if you could only afford a hot plate, I don't think you could afford a vest and a tie. Sorry. <laughs> Well, they make a joke out of it. He only has one suit. He always wears the one suit. And then later in the movie, he gets a new suit, and everybody's all freaked out. Right. Powerful. Uh, you know, you should never uh, perform with children and animals. They both shit on the floor. It gets everywhere. Second shit joke. The show... <laughs> It's a good show, Carl. I already feel it. <laughs> We're on our way. On our way. Now, what the director does in this scene, or the writer, who it's he, it's the same guy. He's a famous writer. This is the only thing he ever directed. As a matter of fact, he said to the studio, if you want my script, I must be the director. And they said, damn it. Okay. <laughs> so what the director's doing in this scene is very, very slowly – breaking away at the the mean old crust of Walter Matthau because she's all cute. She's just asking, may I please have a donut? You know, like, he keeps on denying her and then saying, oh, all right. You know, he softens every line. He gets softer. She's cute. She doesn't look anything like Shirley Temple. Yeah, they must have cast against type. I look for a Moffat with brunette hair. Well, they... How curly is your hair? They did curly? You're not hired. Exhaustive search. I don't think they were looking for Shirley Temple. You're mentioning the curls in your right. Um, they had a, a, a casting call for a six-year-old girl, and it was in Dallas, Texas, Chicago, Illinois, New York, Los Angeles, and San Francisco. Like, for instance, in New York, 96 people showed up. So... After they did all of these casting calls, nine girls were chosen. They were flown to Los Angeles. Uh, they did scenes with Walter Matthau. They were interviewed by Walter Bernstein, the writer-director. Interesting. And he got picked. There, and then they said, we were just kidding. This isn't for uh, uh, Annie. <laughs> By the way, this is her only acting credit ever. She did this film, and then she went away. Probably had a real life after this movie. Right, I'm sure. 
You see product yeah. for cornflakes? I know. It's so shameless. And that's McGee's milk delivery service. Just shameless. <laughs> ah, McGee's. Yes. That's the milk delivery service for me, Walter Matthau. Carl, did you know I, Walter Matthau and I have the same birthday? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Mike. Uh, you and Mike, uh, Walter Matthau, share the same birthday, October 1, 19... 19. 1919? Yeah, we turned 100 last year. Great. Congratulations, Mike. Yeah. You're in great health. And guess what? Julie Andrews what? also shares your birthday, October 1. You kidding me? The co-star of this movie also shares my birthday, October 1, 1935. Yeah. I don't know what the year. I don't know the year. I'm, I'm uh, yeah. What was the story about Julie Andrews? She had surgery on her throat and they screwed up and she can't sing now? I don't know that story. Um, when I looked her up, there was lots of stuff about her life. I just focused on the the movies we know. I mean... She was big in the theater, and then she got her film debut, Mary Poppins. She won an Academy Award, and then she moved on to the next year to be in The Sound of Silence and won a Golden Globe. That's it. She had written her career. She could be in anything she wanted. The Sound of Music, you mean, right? Yeah, what did I say? Sound of Silence. Oh, right. <laughs> so stupid. It's because I have an old man brain. That's right. The Sound of Music. Yeah, of course. Five. Well, you know, well, we also both watch The Sound of Music on mute, so, you know, it makes sense. I just read the subtitles. It's the most charming our movie. I don't know what the big deal is. So um, she was Your, a big star, like, in the 60s and 70s, and then she kind of went away for a while, but she came back in Shrek, The Princess Diaries, Despicable Me. Yeah, Princess Diaries. Well, she uh, the, she was married to Blake Edwards, uh, who of course directed Moon uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's that we just mentioned. Yeah. And if you ever see S and B and That's Life, she shows up in those movies. She showed up in a lot of her husband's movies. And uh, yeah, I think the story went is that she got surgery and they screwed up her vocal cords or something like that, and that's she's kind of semi-retired after that. So she's not really belting out numbers, but you know she's yeah. doing voice work here and there. I do think Princess Diaries probably gave her a boost to another generation. Like, that's probably how another generation knows her. Right, and she had a sequel in that. And, of course, I mean, in Shrek and in Despicable Me, it was just her voice, but she also had sequels for those. So she had some success. Oh, really? So we're having hilarious. You know, I never... There was um, messing yeah, around with her dress, get, trying to get it off. Now he's in her uh, – she is in his bed Come on, beat it. You sure that's not Murphy's bed? That's Murphy's bed, not yours. There's plenty of room. And then he says, wait a minute, I'm getting shaken down. This is a shakedown. That's adorable. She's only six years old, Walter. And that's why it's adorable. Just, just confirming myself. Aha! Did they shoot this one? The Nobody's there. Did they, they must have borrowed the set of the odd couple this <laughs> we just need the apartment get the murphy bed the odd couple was ancient history to him uh at this point that that's the movie that made him 
Well, oh yeah, you're right. But the TV show with which he wasn't in, the original one, that that lasted until the early '80s, right? I mean, it was a '70s staple for certain. Which TV but show? I, I think it actually, yeah, a couple. The one with uh, Tony oh, Randall and uh, I mean, um, yeah, Tony Randall. Randall, right? Jack Clinton, Quincy Me. That was a good show, uh, you know. I don't know. It's always depressing. It's like, what are you doing, Quincy? He's like, play with a dead body. Want to watch? I'm like, I yeah. Quincy was a good show. No, I'm an odd couple. Quincy was a horrible show. It was a star vehicle. They were like, okay, it's you. We'll do it. It was a sucky show. Oh, you get the fuck you ever see the punk rock episode? That has to be on YouTube. <laughs> we did that for Bad Movie Night. We actually did a uh, friend when we did Bad Movie Night years ago. We did a television night, which isn't as fun because television is intentionally bad and they want you yeah. to badmouth it so you keep watching it. You know, it's a difference if you go to a movie and the movie flat out sucks, or you say, I'm going to sit and watch this movie and it sucks. You get kind of pissed off, right? Yeah. TV doesn't give a shit. No. And so we watched the. Yeah. So we watched the Quincy episode where Quincy was not in the episode. It was like his buddy calling Quincy the entire time. It was pretty cool. <laughs> really? Yeah, probably didn't show up to work that day. Where's my pants? I'm walking out now. Okay, so it's the morning and we're having hilarity because he's hurt his back. I like sleeping in chairs myself. It's a creepy way to go. Oh. So now it's Brian Dennehy at the door. I, it's It'll be about to be opened. And he goes, you're a real pain in the ass. You don't have a phone. Why don't you have a phone? And Walter Matthau's because people would call. Yeah, even in the 30s. He's saying, Blackie wants to see you at 2 o'clock to take a ride. One oh, because he wants that money. Um, but Brian Dennehy's talents are not used in this film. Anybody could have played his part. I disagree. He has, he's one of those physical actors that kind of takes up the space, and that's all you really need. You need him to walk like that. You know, and he, but he's he gave so a much reaction. more than that, right? I mean, he's a good actor. He had a good career. 80s was good to Brian Dennehy. He was in all those FX movies. Remember that? He was like a special effects guy who was like tricked the mob. Yeah. Uh-oh. Flipped over the kid. And she goes, that was fun. Mob- Do it again. Never have a Murphy bed with a kid. Ooh, jobs, male, female. It's supposed to be during that Great Depression. Oh, it was great. Remember that depression? It was great. It was so great. we're having hilarity. She can't keep up with him. Now she's having trouble with the revolving door. It's all funny, yeah. funny, funny. Oh, is she going to pop out again? Because the camera is yep, yeah. Otherwise, the camera would have cut to something else. Ooh, nice little TV swipe. Where's the kid? He ate the kid. Well, it's like throughout the whole, all of act one, he's going to act like this is, she's a bother. She's just a marker, you know, and uh, he softens every scene to her, you know. Now he's taking a bet. Now the thing is, it's funny to me is that he's the boss of the whole place. And at the same time, right. though, he hustles and takes bets, and he, he'll go to a bicycle race and take bets. Like, he's always hustling. 
if this movie was made now, it would be like depressing. It'd be like this gambling addiction that kind of just ruins the movie. But now it's like wacky. Oh, he's got a cat. Oh shit. Hang on, let me check. Does the cat die? Dot com. Oh no, it's not a cat. It's a dog that wants to be a cat. Right. Little thing. You're not a cat. It's good to have little dogs. They're harder to shoot. Like it's easy with a big dog. You just aim. Right. 